The views, information or opinions expressed during the Journey podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and does not represent Wise Words Imaging or any other company. Wise Words Imaging is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy. Any of the information contained in the podcast series is available from the respective owner. Enjoy the show. He's a university academic and animator from rugby. It's Professor Tim Wilson's journey, hosted by uh, David Hackett. Start, start it now. You can always ed- you can always edit the inappropriate stuff out. But no, um, we can keep that. That's what makes it natural. <laughs> It's what makes it priceless. Um, yeah, uh, there, there, there we are. There we are. No, I, I used to do um, I used to do a lot of recordings for teaching people English as a foreign language. Mm. And uh, here's Bay. Hello, Bay. Here's the. Um, he's not been very well, so mm. um, he, I, 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 I thought he was seriously ill today. But in fact, he's. He's done all he needs to do, so, I, so I'm now much happier with him. But um, oh. I was very worried this morning. Oh, um, hello, Bay. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's oh, yeah, there we are. He's the one who's um, I, well, I, I hope he's the one who's who's allowed fame to go to his head. So every time I switch on a camera, he turns up. Every yeah. time I put on the television, he sits in front of it. Well, so, he's so um, used to the he's so used to the cameras now because he's of your so used to the cameras, and he's always had an ability to know when someone is watching him. Oh, um, and I don't know whether that's a cat thing. I, I, I in my mind, and I, I've certainly said things about this to other people, but I think it's fan, I think it's sort of fantasy, really, um, and sort of gobbledygook. But uh, in my mind, I think cats have some sort of intimation of the future, um, and they have a sort of sixth sense. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know whether it's really realistic. Bay definitely knows whenever a camera is coming out, he's there, <laughs> and um, <laughs> he's he's quite he can be quite difficult actually in front of a camera mm. now. Um, yeah, he's 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 got the makings of Elizabeth Taylor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Tell me anything you want. Oh God, no, 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 no! The sky's the limit, and I would just go on and on and on, and I'll never end. And I'm, I'm. And I think uh... the podcast and the story to it. No, seriously, we're here today. So t- tell me, tell me about you for a moment. So you're you're in the states, but you come from here, don't you? Yeah, I come from England. I come from Cornwall originally. Cornwall, whereabouts? Um, in a little town called Camborne, which is a old t- um, tin mine. Town, uh, absolutely. So you know, it's one of those really old old towns which goes back to pre-Roman. I think it's, um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. 
Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. What annoys me the most is people spell it with a U sometimes, which is <laughs> in Cambridgeshire, not Camborne in Cool. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh but it's um it's okay, it's okay. You know, spelling didn't get um rationalized until the eighteenth century, so it's yeah. a it, it's a new thing. It's a new but thing. And I it's what know. it's one if you're Cornish, it's one of Cornwall's biggest bugbears if you say Camborne with a U. All right, really? Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and another right. bug and another bugbear, never go with someone from the next town on because it'd be considered wrong in so many levels. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, I have I have no so, and where and where did you move to in the States? I'm in Ohio and I'm in a ta- town called East Liverpool. Oh my goodness, but one when, when, when now I want to say why oh why oh why oh do you do you know this? Yes. Why, why, was... why did I ever go to? Oh, why did I ever leave? Oh, I oh. <laughs> uh, it, it's from it's from a a Bernstein musical called Wonderful Town. Yes. It and is. he wrote so three musicals almost at the same time. And Sondheim was originally writing words for him, and ended up mm. writing music as well for some of them, uh, particularly West Side Story. He did some of the tunes. Mm. And uh, it's great, a great set of I. Mean, Probably the greatest set of that lot uh, to come out of that period was um, Condide, which mm. is which is a wonderful piece, mm. um, but a, a really messed up book. So yeah. it's, very, it's very difficult to find a to find a production which really works. Mm. Scott, there was one up in Scottish National Opera which worked very well, and I knew somebody who was in it, so I'm quite partial to that, that version. That's good. Yeah, so, sorry. so East Liverpool's paired with um, Stoke on Trent. Oh my goodness, Stoke on Trent! There we are. Well, I know all about Trent, and and um, I, I I was um, I was at school near Leicester, um, mm. and so I was born in in Derby. So I, it's it, it's sort of going into my area. Yeah. So um, and a bit more about me. I'm a podcaster. I'm a vlogger on YouTube. I'm not a catfish like some people have been in life. Oh, believe me, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think people sometimes misunderstand about catfish. They think, well, they must understand about me and catfish. They think I'm very, um, opposed to catfish. Um, Which I know you're not. I'm really not. I'm really not. I, I, I admire what catfish do. Um, I don't really want to catch them up because I already know. Um, Mm. so at, at the moment I'm. I'm putting out quite a lot of YouTube videos about uh, Russian politics, which is a bit dangerous. Um, <laughs> and I'm being, I'm being trolled at, at, a, in, 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 at an immodest rate. Um, and what's extraordinary is these people put on their messages and then somehow the whole system collapses. Um, and I don't know whether this is a result of Virgin Media. I, don't, I, want, to admit, I want to blame Virgin Media whenever I can, but um, uh, you, you don't have this... This, this this privilege out there in Ohio, but I do. So you know, Virgin Media down, down, down. But that, but they've already done that for me. I mean, uh, their, their output of um, of signal is so down; it's uh, it's ridiculous. And I pay for extra, um, and yeah. I can barely get a signal sometimes. We're lucky yeah. today, but weekends, I, I've decided I'm never going to podcast at weekends. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, but but yes, what happens is you you, you answer one of these really aggressive points. And then by the time you put it up, 
they've changed their they've changed what they've said. Yeah, totally. I understand that so and, much. Um, and you think I've just addressed your points. You've changed your points, and it doesn't even say edited next to it. No. And I don't understand. I don't understand how they managed to get through that. Um, and there's one, there's one who's been particularly, <laughs> particularly clingy, um, and um, in in a bad way, and uh, uh, writing whole paragraphs. And I've been answering them. And it's a very masculine form of um, form of uh, writing. Mm. Um, <laughs> and when I saw pushed, they said. Oh, you think I'm Russian? Uh, I know I'm, and, and indicated that they they were a woman. Just complete rubbish. Complete rubbish. You know, I've been teaching for so long, and I know when I've got um, a masculine text in front of me. I know when I've got a feminine text in front of me. There's something about gender which comes across in the writing. Yeah. Now, what's lovely is when you get real writers, that becomes irrelevant, and you cannot tell. Um, but you certainly can tell with a lot of people who are writing rubbish on YouTube. They're just not yeah. experienced enough to, to sort of get into the mind of, of another person or certainly another gender. I think if I were to catfish in a programme like The Circle, I would be very cautious about catfishing as a woman because um, it's the quality of speech which changes. Um, and, uh, and, and that's very difficult to do. Mm. Um, J.K. Rowling, for example, has never done it in all her books. Um, you, know, you know, all her books, all the all, all the um, all the dialogue saying, sounds the same. Just yeah. occasionally, when she talks, when she gives something for Ron to to, to write, she says "bloody hell" in it, um, and it means nothing. It yeah. means nothing. In contrast, when you get somebody, one of the greats like Dickens, Dickens can write. Um, with different rhythms and he can write in different voices and different genders and it's believable um, mm. I don't know whether it's believable anymore because you've got sort of history in the way as well now but um, but I feel there's believability there Jane Austen I think can't poor poor dear but uh, you don't look to Jane Austen for the brilliant um, dialogue you, you look to Jane Austen for the catty interjections mm. well, after the really dialogue finishes well, with the Bronte sisters, you can tell that was a definite feminine side, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, uh, and it's interesting when you're looking at um, at uh, 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 film. You know, there's something about some writers are terribly good at inhabiting the character, yeah, and some writers just can't get it. And the same thing actually with animators, um, and. Uh, you know, ideally, one one wants, you know, things like um, like, like, like like background and class—that horrible word—and um, gender ought to be irrelevant. Yeah. But they impinge on the way that our our language um, is expressed, and I think that's mm. got a lot a lot to do with very very early child rearing. Yeah. Um, so. So going back to your, uh, we'll lay this in a summary because I am offloading from what you're telling me, but I'm just talking generally. Talk generally. <laughs> the circle, if you wasn't yourself, do you think you would have catfished? Oh, no, 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 no. I, um, 
you don't get very much choice, really. So you're given permission not to catfish, I think, uh, is the best way of, des- of describing that um, experience. Um, yeah, because I know from your quote, ha- what? You said, your, your quote, I think you said you wanted to go in there and learn a bit more about social media. I didn't. No, that's, that, that was what they pressed me to say, I think. I had no interest in social media. Um, <laughs> Uh, None at all. I didn't really know what it was. So I I would never have said that willingly. Um, I think they had me talking about emojis and things. I still don't really know what an emoji is and I don't care. Um, You know, I can do the smiley face. That is good enough for me. Occasionally I get the smiley face wrong. It looks miserable Um, or it looks if it's got its tongue stuck up. But, you know, I really don't know. I, I just think, you know, if they want me to draw, I will draw. I'm not going to be dependent on somebody else's sort of cheap, um, cheap, 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 cheap um, grimacing. Um, if, if, if you want a character that gurns at you, I'll produce it, I'll draw it. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm not interested in emojis. Um, and as, as for the aubergine, um, it took me a while to work out what that was. Um, <laughs> metaphor, metaphors, metaphors have never been my strong point. I am rather literal. Um, <laughs> think, what? Why are we looking at a vegetable? Uh, <laughs> or, or, or the other example is what? Not even a terribly happy vegetable. Um, sorry. And the other example, a peach. Yeah, I've never worked that one out, but I, but I, somebody did sort of explain. But the point is, feet aubergine. What's it? To yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody did and explain is, that. And to this me. is what I like about this podcast. We um, are leaving it open-minded, so we can talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, no idea. You know, uh, uh, just emojis just seem. They seem some entertainment for dull people, and um, I think I, I think it could be more interesting. Um, and uh, did I become an emoji? Have I become no. an emoji? No, I think you, I, you I became a, a gif. You became you became a gif, and you became a meme. Yes, I don't know how to use a gif or a meme, so I've never managed to use myself. Um, <laughs> but. And that's like a reference to Genesis twenty uh, thirty-eight. Um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> we don't go there. Um, oh, Nanda Barbarian. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it's um, where were we? So, sorry, so 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 so, so, so yes, uh, you go. Um, there were 16 of us in the circle, uh, so 16 of us got on air anyway. I think there were some others who were kept That's in seclusion time. and never and never saw the life of day. And I have no idea who they are, and I feel rather sorry for them. Because, you know, they put in all that effort and they spent a month in captivity and they got nothing out of it except for 75 quid uh, per day for inconvenience. Uh, They weren't even paid, nor were we by that by that matter. Uh, We weren't paid. Um, You you, you get a token, uh, a token sort of expenses. That's it. Um, Mm. And I think it's wrong. And I've been quite vocal about that. I think um, I, I think this is the wrong approach to reality TV. And 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 I have I, I have friends in the reality TV community now, um, because I knew nothing about reality TV before I did the circle, and now I'm sort of bang in the heart of it all. <laughs> um, and they say, oh no 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 no, those shows which have paid people, they've they've produced worse shows, because 
you need the prize as a sort of um, as a stimulus to to perform. I don't think that's true. Um, n- number one, uh, it's it, it, it's like you need the whip in order to get lions to perform in a cage in a circus. Um, we may we may not approve of caged lions in a circus. I don't think I do, but I have seen them in Moscow without a whip, and they just look like you know happy pussycats. And I think, okay, that's fine. It is a, there, there are ways, and certainly in films, when you're looking at um, animal wranglers, they don't use a whip. You don't need a whip. You just need, you just need to provide the right sort of impetus. And, uh, and, and I, I think this idea, you know, this idea of greed is not something attractive. And a new, new adverts have come out which suggest that everybody's interested in, in this um, cash prize. I wasn't. I was never interested in the cash prize. It wasn't even presented to me as a reason for doing it. Now, as I say, there's 16 people in my series, and I know, with my hand on my heart, that only one of those applied to be in the show. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't me, because I wouldn't have known what the show was. We were tapped on the shoulder. We were telephoned. I was telephoned while I was in Cambridge. It was a very wet, miserable day. I was teaching. I don't know if you know Cambridge, but, um, you know, wet Cambridge is worse than... Worse than the worst weather in Cornwall, I'm sure. Um, yeah. It's flat, miserable and dark. And frankly, at that moment, you would do anything. Um, and so I said, yes, I had no idea what I was saying yes for. But I had, I knew I had a month free. At the end of the month, I had to do a, a conference in St. Petersburg. Um, and as a sort of, I, I do remember having a slightly whimsical conversation with, with, um, an academic there and saying there is a possibility <laughs> I will be stuck on a television program and won't be able to make it but I think the likelihood is I will be there uh, and if I won't be there I'll be on the I'll, I'll be able to communicate by some sort of remote um, zoom or something and as it was I, I'm pleased I may I had that conversation because I, as it was I was stuck in the show and I couldn't do that um, conference um, mm. And it was with Noam Chomsky. I, I'm, I'm slightly sorry, in a way. Um, but I, I, I simply didn't think my chances were very high of staying in. Um, and they asked me if I would pretend to be someone else. And I thought, well, what's the point of being on television if you're pretending to be somebody else? And I thought, well, actually, you've got two audiences. You've got the audience, the television audience, which will always see me. And then you've got the audience in the show who will see whoever I pretend to be. And I thought, OK, I, I'm going, I, I, I'll, um, I'll dissect a politician. And the, and the one who was most, m- most readily available was Mrs May. And she just asked, ended our country. Um, and I thought, you know, um, it would be interesting and funny to play her. And the show thought that was OK. And then I went out shopping to see if I could find some uh, kitten heels. Apparently she likes these. And I got into such a mess and I realised I just know nothing about this. Uh, And uh, we get back to what what we were talking about at the beginning. In order to be a different gender. I mean, it's such a defining part of ourselves. Mm. It's very difficult to transition to another gender. Um, You know, and, uh, and those people who do it sort of, who do it medically, it takes a long time. Um, and I'm trying to do this for a joke. No, it's, it's just not, 
it's not credible. Um, and the, 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 the production, I think, had done more research and they decided that I, I, I had all these layers of personality and they, they, they thought that would be interesting on its own. And I thought, thank God. <laughs> um, and then I revealed more and more and they thought, you know, this is just improbable. And I thought, yeah, well, you know, if you, if, if you want me to play myself, that's not going to be very believable. Um, sorry. So, so that, that, became, that, that became, I think, my byline. Um, but y- you've probably got more, more, more of an, you've got an advantage of me because I haven't seen much of the show. Yeah, I know I saw a lot of the first season series because obviously I was still in England. Well, yeah, I was still in England when that happened. Were you? Right, right, right. Yeah. right. So my perception and awareness of it was it was in London. And yeah. obviously the second season and thereafter has been in Manchester. Absolutely. So, so the difference there is obviously, and this is what gets me when I saw the American one, they made America in Manchester. They Absolutely. Cut- the, the American one was filmed just before we filmed ours. Yeah. And I, you know, I've had lovely conversations with some of the people from the American show. Mm. Um, it's very different to the British show, and I th- or at least it was. I think the next series, certainly judging by the adverts, looks as if it's going to go in a much more American direction. It's going to be much more like Survivor. Yeah. Um, you know, what would you do to win? Uh, I can't remember what the Survivor three tropes are, but, you know, I ought to know by now because I've been looking at so much of Survivor. I, I just I, I, I just don't like Jeff Probst. I find him sort of self-satisfied and, and, and sort of smug. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's some... Um, yeah. Well, yeah, the way they dissected it on the American one for the first season, you know, and I saw it on Netflix last year and I introduced my wife to it. Yeah, I was thinking that's Manchester, but why are they showing America? You know, because people... well, it's per- perfectly. But you know, the... Americans, but Americans didn't realise that. Did they, they not? Was... No, they thought it was all so one. It worked. So you see, the whole the, the whole program is predicated on deceit. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not just it's not just the idea of catfishing. The whole thing is a deceit. Yes. Um, I would say it goes it goes even beyond that. The idea, uh, the idea of reality television is a deceit. Um, there is no reality. Uh, you know, I, I, I could be very naughty and start sort of dishing dirt and telling you secrets um, at this moment. I'm not going to. And I'll respect that. <laughs> well, I'm not, I, 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 I'm, I'm intending, I'm intending not to, but you know, who, who, knows, who knows what little, um, <laughs> Little hesitations and hints pop out if, 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 if somebody's clever enough to read the pauses. But um, the, uh, the, re- the, the, the thing about reality television is exactly what you've got in a really good magic show. And yeah. um, I've, I've said this a few times, actually, and the last time I said it, the, the eyes of the people who were interviewing me always popped out of their head. I, um, I, I've been a teacher for so long. And one of my students, um, I actually cast him as Hamlet in a professional production. He was very good. He was, he, was, he was the age Hamlet was when Shakespeare first wrote the play. And then mm. he did a rewrite and made him older. Um, so Hamlet was originally conceived as being 17. 
and mm. uh, there, there's some interesting maths towards the end of the play which makes this very clear you know, in the grave digger scene and i thought what would happen if you cut if you passed if you cast a 17 year old and i surrounded them with really really sort of strong professionals um who are much older um and, and, and one of the people i cast in in the show was um, the fellow who wrote the in-betweeners um, oh, yeah. and uh, uh anyway um uh, the fellow who played Hamlet then went off to Bristol University, I think, or it may have been while he was at Bristol, I don't remember. And, um, and, 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 and he got heavily involved in directing himself, and he's now a director in the States. And he did a big show in London and transferred to the Wyndhams. And, um, you know, uh, and we did, the re- we did the revival together of Sondheim's Assassins. I designed it, he directed it. We got some very nice reviews. Um, and... Um, he rang me up on one occasion and said, uh, would I come up to Bristol and design two shows for him? Or one for him and one for one of his friends. And I thought, that's great. Yeah, of course I will. So I did, and I stayed in his flat. Oh, his house, I think he had. And so I met a lot of his friends, and one of them was a fellow called Darren Brown. Uh, and he came round. I remember one, one particular evening he came round and he started doing card tricks. And I, I can think of nothing more boring than watching tea cool. And um, and he said, you know, choose a card, any card. So I said, okay, fine, yeah. Look at it, uh, put it back in the pack. He didn't say remember. Uh, put it back in the pack, and he does some sort of. It was that your card? And I said, I don't remember. Um, and I think he could have shot me at that moment. But we we did sort of, you know, it was quite it was quite exciting, and he was doing some art and bits and pieces. He was he's a very interesting man. Mm. Um. And we talked a lot about the the nature of magic. And uh, essentially, I have no choice. I'm not choosing a card. He's already palmed a card off on me. Um, and that's the card I think I'm choosing. I think I have choice. I have none. It's like God. And um, you, you, you know, choose a card, any card, you have no choice. And that, I'm afraid, is reality TV as well. You... Uh, once you acknowledge that production is God, once you acknowledge that you are edited by some of the greatest people in the business, then you can just salute the the team up in the gallery. You know, mm. That's like a Mary Lloyd song, isn't it? The boy I love is up in the gallery. Um, uh, there he is, can't you see? <laughs> Waving out his handkerchief. Um, uh, and... Uh, and, and you get to know some of these people, even if you don't see them. Yeah. I, I, got, I got to know instinctively who was on the camera every day, operating the eight cameras around the flat. I knew when it was a different operator because they moved differently. Yeah. And even if you're not looking at them, you've, you've got them in, your, in the corner of your eye. Um, they're like sort of spectres. Um, mm. They have a life of their own. And mm. um, so... You think you're making a choice, you're making no choice. Um, and, and a really good example of this is if you, you, you know, if um, there's a lady called Jan and Jan went out quite quickly and you think, how did that happen? Well, she was the last one in, she was unlikely to win. Actually, I've done my calculation. She would have won if James had not given in to me and had, and had, let, uh, and had uh, forced me to vote off Ella um, that, on that occasion because I would have then... Um, being quite determined to get him out. 
And I think yeah. I would have succeeded. And if I got James out, then Jan would have been one of those who was left, I think. Mm. Um, it's Ella was the last one out. Yeah. Uh, and so if, um, if Ella had gone out before, before that, I think my, my, my feeling is I would have got James out rather than Jan. So therefore, Jan would have been in that final, in that, in, in, in that final lineup. I would never have voted out Georgina or Paddy. What about, um, Wood, what about Woody? Oh, Woody was absolutely secure. Uh, you, you and Woody always had that bond, didn't you? Uh, yeah. It was much stronger than the bond I had with Ella. Um, I, I thought Ella was safe because I thought Ella had other bonds. I didn't think Woody had other bonds. That, that, that was the point. Mm. Um, and I think I was right. I don't think he had a bond with Georgina, for example, whereas Ella did. So I didn't feel this sort of instinct to protect Ella as much as I felt to protect Woody because I felt Woody was very much um, out on a limb. Mm. And uh, I think I was right. Um, you know, people liked Woody, but I don't think, um, I, I, I think James was gunning for him. Yeah. Um, That's the feeling I picked up on. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, but I haven't seen those episodes. I don't know. Um, I don't particularly want to see them because there's some stuff in them I'm told I wouldn't like. And I'm quite happy to. And I'm to take trying advice. To, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to talk about individual episodes. I'm just talking about the general. Yeah. Um, but, but 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 you know my my relationship really was with production and the relationship I had with the other performers was a secondary thing. Mm. Um, and I was. Um, it, 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 it's very sad when suddenly the show finishes and your all those relationships stop overnight, or actually the night before, and you feel completely stranded. You feel like you've been dumped. Yeah. And um, and you can't express that because um, you're not supposed to discuss the inner workings of the show. Um, and, and, and you're stuck in this strange world where you're talking about what everybody else has seen and you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, and uh, and I'm very grateful, you know. Thank thankfully, I became friends with most of the other people um, on the show that you saw, um, and 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 forged some really deep bonds. And some of those, of course, were sort of created beforehand. Anyway, you know, we shared an experience that um, is very unusual. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, but I would like to change it. I, I would really like to change um, to, 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 to ensure that uh, in the near future, there is proper regulation for people being involved in reality TV, um, because I think it's pernicious and I think it's um, potentially sort of gladiatorial combat. And I think people are hurt. Um, and, and I don't think they can express how they're hurt because... Um, because when they talk to other people, the conversation automatically moves over to what people have seen on the telly and it becomes about the edit. And that's a very minor, that's a very minor problem. I, of course, people are silly and they say things 
that they shouldn't have said. Um, there are also people who simply have never really looked at themselves and are very shocked by what they see. Um, you know, Robbie Burns says to see uh, the poem about a louse, which I always think is rather charming, uh, to see ourselves as others see us. And uh, that's fairly startling sometimes if you haven't done that. And if you're very young, maybe that's terribly startling. Um, yeah. uh, also, I think um, people are pegged as caricatures, really, in the, in the production uh, rooms. Um, and I'm, I'm sure James was pegged as villain. Mm. Um, and, uh, and that's all he was allowed to be. Now, I know that when James spoke to the production originally, he said uh, he would do it, but as long as they didn't make him look bad. Mm. And they assured him that they wouldn't. But even with the little I've seen, the moment you see him, he's practically twirling his long moustache and sort of, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he is villain. Yeah. And I know James and James is the sweetest, nicest, most vulnerable and most sort of loyal and affectionate um, companion. Uh, you couldn't want a nicer person. Um, and, uh, and that's not what you saw. No. And, and then this incredibly vulnerable, incredibly lovely man was getting death threats. Um, so I don't think I don't think that's you know if you're if you're pretending to be somebody else, that's another layer of self-revelation mm. that you can't control. You're acting, and then that's being presented as a form of reality. This is evil. I'm, I'm sorry, there is no other word for it. Um, James is not but a bad person. It's very 1984 sounding. It's know, worse than that. It's much worse than 1984 because. 1984 is talking, about, is, is talking about spying on your real life. This is spying on your unreal life as well. This is spying on your fantasy life. Um, you know, and, and it's encouraging you to be a liar. Um, and it's celebrating deceit. And I, I, I was sold onto, on this programme on something which I suppose is a lie now. Um, I was sold on this programme that it's a programme about friendship that's why it's called the circle and i thought yeah you know i think well, back i think back to that wonderful musical um lost horizon that um there, 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 there was this wonderful um i can't remember who it was hedda harper or somebody uh who um you know what one of these bitchy critics from hollywood who said oh a live allman musical we must go and see that um and you know and live allman is she can't she can't hold a note poor dear uh, it was originally written for Julie Andrews. And you take Julie Andrews out and you put in Liv Ullman. My goodness, there must have been other people who could sing uh, <laughs> at that time in, in, in Hollywood. Anyway, she has this great song. The world is a circle without a beginning and nobody knows where the circle ends. La, la, la. <laughs> um, you must have heard it at some point. But it, it's a great, great song. And I thought, that's a circle. And that song was going around my head all the time. In fact, I think I might have even sung it at some point. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, that, 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 um, and it was, uh, to me, it was a television show about friendship and about popularity. And the key was to make sure, um, the circle was never broken. 
Um, so I was really shocked when I met Paddy and Paddy was sort of saying about Circle of Trust, I knew nothing about it. I had some suspicions that Georgina and Paddy were communicating. I had no idea that it was orchestrated by James. James, how could you? Um, and, um, uh, and they're very proud of what they did. And I just thought, no, this is so... Now, even today, if, I, if I'm pushed, if I'm pressed on this, I would say this was not what the programme was about. It wasn't the programme I was sold. No. Um, it was, I think, partly the programme that was advertised. The adverts were talking about uh, if you could be anyone and um, what's the name of the girl who, uh, who presented the show? Um, oh, well... Um, Emma, um, Emma, Emma Willis. Yeah, I, I I remember when it when it when it was quite clear I was going to be in the final. Uh, the producer who looked after me said to me, "Oh, and it's very exciting. You'll meet Emma Willis." And I said, "Who is she?" And he said, uh, "Ah, her husband is the is the lead singer in um, Blow or Bang or something." I I thought <laughs> that that's very useful, um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, so, so, so you know who she is now? Said, no, she's the presenter Big Brother. Yeah. I've never seen Big Brother. You know I have never seen any reality TV. You know, my partner's seen some of it and I just despised it. Um, I didn't even watch Strictly Come Dancing. Um, <laughs> you know, I knew, I knew things about the people on it, but I didn't watch it. And mm. um, uh, now I've watched a lot of it. Um, because I think, you know, this is something I've missed and this is something that defines modern culture in many ways and comments on modern culture. And I, I'm wrong to to dismiss it. Um, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know who this lady was. And they said, oh, it'd be obvious. She'll be at the end of the corridor when you walk into the studio. And I said, but I don't know who she is. Can't you show me a photograph? And they, they wouldn't. They said, you'll recognise her when you see her. I didn't. I just thought, oh, <laughs> that woman in the red thing, that's the one I'm talking to. OK, fine. <laughs> And um, you know, I didn't know who she was from Adam. Um, yeah, I had no idea. She was yeah. very nice. She was very nice, and we had a nice chat. And I was, I was so relieved. It was sort of fluent, and it, um, you know, uh, I would like to do more of that. Mm. The person who was an angel on the sofa was um, was Sai, uh, and I saw a bit of his sofa chat just so relaxed and so lovely and exactly what I sort of met in the circle. And we had conversations that were never broadcast and they were just lovely um, about combine harvesters and things. And um, we understood each other, which is why he came to see me. But, but because the production decided these were too niche to be broadcast, uh, you know, it didn't have a leg to stand on when, when he was blocked and wanted to come and see me and not one of the girls. And they, they, they sort of cast him as this Lothario and, um, uh, uh, and, and, and yet one of his, one, one of his strongest links was actually with me. Mm. And one of my strongest links was with him. I was really distraught when he went, but I, I couldn't see a way of keeping him. I can't remember who I was. I think it was with, I think it was with Georgina. I think it was, oh no, I think it was with, um, I think it was with James. And I couldn't see a way of um, persuading the other person to keep him. So do you think long term, if you was in there still, do you think you would have walked or do you think you would have lasted the old duration? 
Uh, well, I think I probably have lasted. I think I think by the time you get through to a certain stage, production wants you there, and production will make sure you stay. And I think production wanted me there. Um, I think it had very little to do with me. Yeah. Um, I. I enjoyed doing what I was asked to do, and I, I think I was quite lucky in the way I voted. I have no idea even now how I kept coming top of that list in terms of popularity. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. From what I can understand, it's because you was likable, you was being you, and people. Seem to understand it was you, even though you was in one room, they was upstairs. Yeah, but, but you see, that's something. I mean, in terms of social experiment, it was wonderful because I could do things which, which I'd always been uh, sort of harping on about. You know, I don't believe the spoken word is our form of communication. I believe it's sort of default position, and it's a weak default position. But um, our real communication is some sort of is subtler. Um, you've already decided that you like somebody before you say, I like you. Um, yeah. And uh, the words, we tend to get the wrong words in the wrong places. It's really hard to focus the words um, in the right place at the right time. Words are a mess. Um, uh, most of our relationships survive because we don't speak. <laughs> 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 no comment. <Yeah. laughs> um, and I communicate with my cats, you know, wordlessly. Um, and certainly before they both became very, very old and ill. Uh, now, now they resent me for about four hours after I've given them medicine. Um, <laughs> but, um, but in the past, yeah, I, um, the older one particularly would just sit and stare at my eyes. And and I would see the slight change in her eyes, and she would be saying something, and and I could do, I could, I could repeat it. I could, I I, I could communicate back to her, and she would look relaxed and happy. And um, so we, we we had sort of eye eye communication, and I'm convinced most human beings have that. They were just we just bewitched that that um, you're doing it to me now. You see, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, most human beings, I think, are bewitched by the idea that words matter. Words really don't. And, and they're also bewitched by the idea that truth matters. Truth does matter. Um, but telling a good story probably matters more than truth. Yeah. A truth is inconvenient and truth is messy. And, um, you know, you want something which is tidy. And that generally involves glossing over details. Um, you know, with the best will in the world, but it's still a lie, isn't it, really? I know that. I remember, and I will use this example, and I've been told off about it. When I was f first met my wife, Ooh. I was still in England. She was where I am now. And I made out the story that I was, the bit, you know, one of the leading people in where I did certain things. I made out I was getting paid for it. I was a Oh, my goodness. How naughty. Yeah, I know. And she found this all out and she was like, why did you not tell me? And I said, because I was worried you would not like me. Yeah. Yeah. So my child of putting on a mask and saying, this is me, nearly 
I've lost what I had, but the yeah. point is, I had to learn from that, and I had to grow from that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Because and, I couldn't, but yeah, because I couldn't carry on wearing that mask. But even even when you take off a more extreme form mask like that, it's you're still not. You know, do you? Truth is evasive. Truth is very difficult to find. Yeah. Um, I think I've 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 always tried. I've always thought kindness is probably more of more of an important quality than truth. Um, I you know does my does my bottom look big in this? No, (laughs) you look lovely. (laughs) I'll buy you another dress tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know that's kindness in action, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you don't want, um, yeah, you don't want to hurt somebody. No. But and if you can I persuade think... somebody to do something without, yeah, it's like I children, grew partic- up... children particularly. You know, when you think of children, you know, we we tell children they've got to tell the truth all the time. And then December the 25th comes around and Santa comes down the chimney. Oh, really, you know. And uh, and you look at uh, Judy Dench, a wonderful Judy Dench movie. You sit and you, you enjoy that for an hour and a half. And at the end of it, uh, and the credits roll. Judy, you've been lying to me for an hour and a half. How could you do this to me, Judy? No, you don't do this. You give her an Oscar. Um, and, you know... Uh, and uh, when you look at it from that point of view, um, deceit is built into the way we run our lives. So catfishing is not a big... Uh, um, catfishing is inconvenient, um, but the catfishing itself is not necessarily the bad thing. The bad thing is the nastiness behind it yeah. and the desire to distort... Um, uh, and to trick somebody, that's nasty. I, I don't believe in practical jokes, really. Um, so I, I, I really resented being the butt of the practical joke of Richard Maidley, the, the, the cat business. I cried. I, I, don't think the film, I don't think the TV show showed that very much, but I cried for about a day. I was inconsolable because the cat that he insulted was my old cat, who I thought probably wouldn't survive the show. Um, mm. She did. She's still with us. Bizarrely, I mean, she's she, she she's a determined lady. Um, <laughs> she's not necessarily a very nice lady. I, she's the sort of lady you probably cross the street to avoid. But <laughs> she li- she likes me, um, yeah. and uh, that's really all that matters. She's now started liking my partner, which is a blessing because she's spent seventeen years just sort of sneering, um, and, <laughs> um, and 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 now she will go and sit 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 with him, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but uh, but do you think the way Richard Maitley was constructed, do you think that was down to production in its own mind? Oh, God, yes. Yes, 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 yes. There, there, there's no way that they could have persuaded a star like Richard Maitley to be nasty on air. So they persuaded the public to vote him to be nasty, mm. um, to vote him to lie and, 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 and so on. And, yeah, it was sort of a game, but... but you know, it, it, it's it's a Venus bus. If you look at your Mozart and you look at um, 
you know, his opera Cosi Fan Tutte. Um, it's just nasty. Um, it's a nasty game. And you cannot imagine at the end of that opera that everybody goes off happy. Um, I can imagine and, it was of depression and anxiety when it did finish because... Well, I, was... I, I eventually, you know, I, I, I was sort of relieved to find that Judy didn't exist. Um, and uh, the, the problem was I was, I, I, I was doing the blocking with Georgina who'd had this nice conversation with Judy. And um, so uh, it, 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 it was really tough actually blocking her. Um, I was determined to block her. I was determined she was going out. Um, and a part of that was because I'd had a conversation with Woody and with Brooke. I think it was pretty well my first conversation with Woody, by the way. Um, mm. And production knew I was miserable. It was why they put me in the swimming pool. And I said I wouldn't go. Um, you know, I, I said, I, 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 I said, oh, do you need swimming trunks? Said, that would never be sufficient. I'm an Edwardian. And the next, next morning, an Edwardian swimming costume appeared on my door. I thought, okay, fine, that's what you want. I just throw myself into this. And, um, you, you know, and it was just a, it, it was just a fun afternoon. I think it was about to rain. I think it was probably the last time they could use the swimming pool. Um, and uh, and I just thought it, it was great, you know, innuendo and um, as I put it, was in your what? Uh, and just um, <laughs> and, and, and so I had this very nice conversation with Brooke and Georgina. And Georgina almost said nothing, and Brooke was Brooke took control of the conversation, which was very unusual in those conversations. I never spoke to Brooke and Georgina alone. I only ever spoke to Brooke and Georgina as a couple, as part of the Scholar Squad thing. Um, yeah. So that's part of this control. It's part of this magic trick. So, so if you want to get rid of somebody, this is what I was saying earlier, if you want to get rid of somebody, like, for example, Jan, you just make sure she doesn't speak to some of the people. So she never spoke to Paddy. She never spoke to Georgina. So why would Paddy and Georgina vote for her? They can't. So that's two, that's two votes against her. And then all she has to do is upset somebody, which would be fairly easy. You know, you're dealing with written text and written text can be misunderstood. Yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't warm to a lot of the things Jan said because a lot of them were some, it was, it was banter. And I don't understand banter. I'm the wrong generation. And... Um, uh, I mean, I understand written humour, but, but banter seems to me often to be predicated on um, jokes that people share and know, and I don't know them. It's not part of my tradition. It's not, uh, it's not something I'm interested in. And, you know, I, I've often, over the years, I've often had students uh, from other countries staying with, with me and they've explained what banter is, and I've just thought, how dull. Um, and there I was in the middle of it all, <laughs> how dull. Um, and yet Jan is one of the most engaging and delightful people that I know, and she's a friend, you know, uh, to, to, to date, and, and, and a very much, uh, you know, very valued friend. Mm. Um, but there was no way she was going to survive that ranking. 
if she hadn't spoken to two of the people in the in the circle how could she yeah. And she wasn't the only one who was in that position. Um, you know, there are people who I didn't speak to very often. I think I only ever spoke to Josh once. Um, I'd already decided Josh wasn't real. Um, I mean, um, Briseo was saying things. And I thought, no, your photographs are a, an English public schoolboy. And you're talking about, you're, you're talking in a language which is at the very best, um, so grammar school, it's not, it, it, it's just not public school boy language. I, it I was, know this. It wasn't, it wasn't a language that you understood to be, it was the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so I, so I knew she wasn't real. And then, and then the, uh, the nails on the cake sort of cemented that one. So I, but I, I was horrified by Paddy's attack on her, mm. um, which I thought was just, aggressive um, and again against the spirit that I thought the circle was all about so I I knew that James wasn't real from the beginning but I didn't want to get rid of him because I I wanted to see how that character built how that character developed Joyce Joyce was the best because I loved the character of Joyce and it was clear she was fake <laughs> um, and I don't I don't know how much I haven't seen any of that stuff. I don't know how much it's edited, but but if I've told you that I knew that she was fake, have a look at what have a look at the conversations I'm having with her and see how much I'm egging her on, yeah. not to catch her out, but to get her to perform as best she could. Yeah. Um, uh, with with Jay. Um, I knew for about three days beforehand that it was his mother. <laughs> um, and production was really frustrated because I hadn't sort of done a sort of logical analysis of this and then drawn the conclusion because it's not how my brain works. My brain, I sort of look at something and I draw the conclusion, then I try and find the evidence to make it fit. So I'm very naughty from that point of view. <laughs> um, and I think they think every everybody... Every professor is a sort of Einstein. Well, I'm not. Um, I'm not a mathematician. I, I, I'm pretty hopeless at math. I admire it, but I, I'm not good at it. I'm not a mathematician, and I'm, I'm, I'm a theologian. I, I'm someone who goes around the place talking about talking about God and impossible impossible philosophy, and um, you know, I'm I'm not anchored in. In, in the nuts and bolts of going shopping and economics and stuff. I, I, I admire it. Um, you know, John Maynard Keynes, the economist, he said, when, when, when the facts change, I change my mind. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. I learned when I was studying theology how to hold two completely irreconcilable and incompatible ideas at the same time. And I'm really pleased I did. Um, so I could, at the one point, on the one hand, recognize that James is fake and on the other hand think I really enjoy talking to this person mm. so um, was, and it had nothing to do, had nothing to do with Charlie by the way no <laughs> yeah. so James was the anchor that kept the point of how you was playing the game in the way yeah that I was really uh, you, you know I, I'm told as a, a, again I haven't seen it all but I, and, and I felt it actually when I was in the show um I felt that 
that there were these two characters. Me, I, I was one of them. And I was really, I was really flattered. Who wouldn't be flattered to be, to be, um, you know, uh, one of the two cowboys in the OK Corral? It's, uh, it's a showdown, um, and I felt that in in the show, and I'm told that's how it played out. Yeah. Um, James was one. I was the other. You know, we. It's a great part to have. Great part to have, but it's it's basic. It's basically EastEnders on a one take on a one take performance. You know, <laughs> I uh, agree. you have you have a choice, don't you? As an actor, you have you have yeah. a choice. Um, and I remember this really well from my time doing sort of English language uh, cassettes in those days. Um, and it, it's how I survived when I lived in Greece for quite a long time. I I did all the voices for most of the English language. Pro- um, production companies and um, and publications, you know, listen and repeat. Hello, my name is George. Did you get that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all all that sort of stuff. And I I, I I could do female voices as well. I was I, um, you know, I, I I had quite a range, and and I loved being in front of the microphone. And I love sort of I I love that sort of thing. Um, and now I've forgotten where I'm going. Actually, God, how 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 awful! I suddenly had a moment of indulgence where I was where I was reflecting on um on my um on 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 my on my time in 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 these things. But um, but you had a choice when you went into the studio. The people who the 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 producers who weren't very experienced would give you the script beforehand. Yeah. So you could read it or learn it. Well, you know, if you got the script two days before and you couldn't learn it, there wasn't time. It takes a long time to learn a script, even if you have a sort of wizard memory. And I, you know, my memory is not as good as it was, but it would still, take, it would still take me a, an afternoon to learn a page. Mm. Um, so if you've got 20 pages, that's, that's 10 days work. You know, um, and you ha- so you have a choice. Either you do it first reading and then correct, or you go off and you learn it and you keep learning it until it becomes real again. Uh, and it's one of the problems with writing something and then performing it, that you, you remember writing it and you never quite get to that point of making it, real, making it as real as it was when you wrote it, when you write it, you can hear the sounds in your head. They're real. That's why it's so good as a writer to give that work to somebody else because they will make it real again. Um, and it's really hard to recover that reality, that mm. spontaneity. So what you've got with, the, with <laughs> reality TV is you're put in a position where you're going to say things, which probably will be what, what, what is scripted, which probably will be what is written down. I'm sure it's written down. And they just wait for you to say what they've got on, on their paper in front of them. And they don't they even to need off. to... Yeah, they just tick it off. Um, they don't even need to prompt you most of the time, providing the environment is right. There's very few things... You can't deviate that much. And if they've got someone like me, they've got a little bit more of a challenge because I'm likely to go off on one. But um, I will eventually come back. <laughs> they just have to wait, um, you know. And I would eventually say what I'm supposed to say. I think, um, 
and they've just got to make sure that their cameras are ready. They've got eight cameras hanging around the place. I mean, you know, they're going to catch it. <laughs> um, and uh, and in this case, there's sort of, you know, it, it's not even the danger that you've got in Big Brother, where you've got real people facing each other, and you've got that possibility. You know, how do you control two people? You've only got to control one person, because you because all that relationship is done through a screen that they're already monitoring. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had some difficulty when I started dictating things in different languages. <laughs> I was very naughty, I'm afraid. Um, I know, that's you being you. Yeah, and I put up a different pun every day for Bay, and above the, above the cooker I put up different lyrics in different languages. Um, and, you know, I, I even tried sort of Greeklish. I even tried lyrics in Greek and Albanian and Turkish and um, <laughs> French, um, Latin. Uh, and, and some people noticed them and I thought, oh, that's really nice. In fact, the, the fellow who invented the show noticed. Um, I, put up a bit of, I put up a bit of Latin philosophy from Anselm from the 11th century. It co nihil maius cogitari potest. Um, which is the definition of God <laughs> my, above my above my cooker in a reality TV show. I hope you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, it worked. It worked. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm really proud of what um, of, of being involved in that. But um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone else does it mm. um, um, because the aftermath is horrific. Yeah. Um, would you say it's more? Would you say it's more damaging? Oh, it's completely catastrophic. Um, if you it, it, so 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 if you go back to this this image about how to how to get a performance out of somebody. So if you've got if you if you're trusting your editors and your producers and your directors that you're going to be put in a situation where you're going to say the words they want you to say, great, and you say them and you create this drama, and it's. Beautifully edited, and you know, um, I can't, I can never fault the ed- the editing in the show at any point. It's um, and they did me proud. Um, but um, but but it is a drama. Um, and if you're using, uh, you know, we were we're going out in prime time television slot. Yeah. Um. And 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 yet we we're being paid. We're being paid a displacement fee. Uh, uh, we're being paid less than expenses. We're being paid less than you would be paid if you were an extra. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we're being paid the amount you'd get if you were doing jury service, but <laughs> it, was something, it was something like that, you know. Um, and we're being told this is a great adventure. You could win or all that sort of rubbish. Um, no. If we, were, if we were performing main stream main uh, primetime television drama, which is what we were doing, then we should have been paid as professional performers. Yeah. Um, which means I should have taken home £30,000. Oh, my goodness, I did. Um, so I was the only person really there who was paid professionally. Yeah. Um, and yet it was presented as a, as a prize. And... Um, you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get out of the production company any information about whether or not it was being taxed as such. Mm. I didn't find out until two days before I had to 
had to submit my tax. Um, even my accountant didn't know. Um, you know, so it came as a bit of a, sh- a bit of a shock. Um, but it, it's just, it's just gauche and manipulative and wrong that people who perform are not paid properly. Uh, you, you don't, you don't expect to get a taxi somewhere and to pay the taxi um, the cost of petrol. You mm. pay the taxi a professional fee. You say, well, but you've got the pleasure of my scintillating company. <laughs> <laughs> no, you pay. And um, I, 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 think, I think it's wrong. I think it's morally wrong not to pay, first of all. Secondly, I think if somebody's going to do one of these shows, they should have an agent, a theatrical agent, before they go in. They should, they should have that professional support. Yeah. And um, I think they should have union representation. There is none. Uh, so you don't fall under Bechtu because you're not a technician. Equity? Um, you don't fall under equity. Now, this is down to a conversation that Simon Cowell had with equity. Um, in the early 2000s, when he was doing his big shows, um, Simon Cowell's right-hand man is somebody I went to school with. Um, and um, he, <laughs> he was the editor of the Sunday Express and got done for, um, he, he got done in the wake of the um, phone tapping scandal. Um, mm. we, we haven't really spoken. Uh, so, uh, but, but, uh, but, so he got fired from the Sunday Express and was immediately picked up by Simon Cowell. Um, so um, <laughs> the links are all over the place. It's extraordinary. Um, and uh, Simon Carr had a conversation with Equity. I know about this. I've spoken to Equity. And he said, well, these people are not performing um, as anybody else. They're performing as themselves. But he, he gives away the game at that point by, say, by using the word performing. The verb is there. And Equity was set up. It was, it was one of the last things to come out of the old music hall. So the music halls gave us a lot of the laws that are in place about theatre safety around mm. the world. You know, that during a show, you see the um, safety curtain descend, that the seats are bolted into the floor, that you don't have pub, that you don't have pub food and pub drink being sold in the auditorium. Uh, that you have loos available in the in the building. These are all laws that came in because uh, of the popularity of the musicals. And the last one was uh, a union that would represent variety artists. And it's gone on to be rather to be rather grand and to um, and to be representing people who've been trained by RADA and stuff. Um, and so if you, if you go through a theatrical training, then you automatically get um, equity membership. Um, but, uh, but, but, but if, like me, you, 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 you've hobbled around all over the place, um, you know, it's very difficult to... Can I prove that I was paid £500 for a performance? Well, I was, but I can't prove it because I don't, I don't think I've got the same bank account anymore. And I've certainly not got a. I've certainly not got a receipt. And the company <laughs> that I was working for no longer exists. But uh, hey, hey, I've got national reviews. That's no, not good enough. <laughs> or I've got international reviews. I've got 
<laughs> you know, um, uh, and it's very, difficult, it's very difficult to prove this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, Simon Cowell and Equity had this conversation and Equity caved in. And I'm appalled. In almost every other sphere of life, you have a union who can represent you in reality TV, there is nobody. Uh, and, and then I think um, now, now there's a, the, 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 an Ofcom have, um, have, uh, have, uh, are monitoring a, um, a regulation which came out about, um, well, in, in April, but it does nothing more than to confirm practice which was already in position when, when I did the circle, which is that uh, you'll be interviewed by a psychiatrist at various times. I know a lot of them. I taught one of them, one, one of the main ones who does all this sort of stuff was my student. <laughs> uh, he was in a class with a boy who who runs who, who's the producer of four in a bed so, so he when I was doing the circle he came rushing down into the in, into the office and says I know this man he taught me religious studies <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite it was quite nice to meet him when I came out um uh but um it's a uh, it, so, so, so the, the only requirement is that, you, is that you have access to psychiatry after the show. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other job where you would do that. You would do where you, you know your golden handshake is is a card for a psychiatrist. You know, <laughs> are, are are we saying that you don't vet your participants well enough before they go in the show, so they're all lunatics, or are we saying that the experience of being on the show is so ghastly? that you need psychiatry afterwards. No, what you need is professionalism. Mm. And we can take another example. Sorry, sorry I, I, I hope I'm not I'm waffling no, on too much. But no, another example would be, and if you take the musical My Fair Lady, or you can go back to George Bernard Shaw. Um, I remember Joan Greenwood saying to me, uh, she was this wonderful actress from the 1950s. Um, she, 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 she'd been cast in St. Joan uh, of all plays. And uh, she wrote to George Bernard Shaw because he was still alive at the time. And he said, uh, she, uh, do, you ha- do, do, you, do you have any advice um, about how I should play this part? Because she had this wonderful, wonderful sort of sultry voice. And, um, and he just wrote back, say the words. And um, you know, George Bernard Shaw was very, was very direct. Um, and if you look at Pygmalion and if you look at My Fair Lady, the same line is in both. And after, so, so, Eliza is plucked up out of the gutter um, and for a joke, she is transformed. She is made to change from being a flower girl to being a duchess for a joke. Mm. And it works. And that's not where the play stops. That's where you would expect the play to stop, the Cinderella moment. But it goes beyond that. And she then says to Higgins, What's to become of me? What's to become of me? She says it twice, and it's in both versions of the play. And he says, well, you could always, you could always marry Freddie Ainsworth Hill. And she <laughs> says, I was better than that when I was a flower girl. I sold flowers. I didn't sell myself. Mm. And that, that, I think, is the heart of the play and the heart of My Fair Lady, actually. Um. Uh, there is Higgins for his joke. He hasn't set out a roadmap for what he's going to do with this girl who has transitioned from one world to another, from, from one life to another. Um, 
And that's what, happened, that's what happens when you go through this sort of extended television experience. You transition from one life to another and there is no roadmap. And you mm. feel lost, abandoned. Um, and um, you feel used. Uh, in some cases, you really, you really are used and manipulated. Um, it doesn't matter whether you win and you, you, you win that silly money, because it is just silly money. Um, you know, they would pay that money to their special guests. Richard Mabley, I'm sure, had far more than that for, to, to appear on the show, as indeed did the um, uh, did the um, did did the model, I'm sure, um, who was up against Jan. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you believe that was genuine, you, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't... Um... Like I said, my perception is I'm always looking at it from the third eye anyway. I don't look Are at you? it. Yeah, yeah, I don't look at it in a reality sense. I look at it from the psychological yes. element. I see it from that point of view, and I've, I have a laugh. Don't get me wrong; I do laugh, but I think psychologically, is that right? Is that wrong? Yeah, that's my common question and answer every time I've seen an episode. Yeah. I, at the end, I'm thinking, is that right? Is that? But, but but a lot of the time, the decisions which you make are not really. You've not really made those decisions. You've been sort of catapulted into them. Yeah, and you're pushed into it so yeah. much. And then I can understand the psychiatric, you know, help afterwards because you've been pushed so much by certain people yeah. to be that. I, it, it takes you, it takes you over six months to recover from the experience of being locked away in that in that environment. It takes you over six months. I came out. I was garrulous. I was telling my life story to anybody on the street. Um, I had no filter. Uh, and uh, I and I've put in a hotel quite a lot for the next few months um, for various reasons. And I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and start singing musicals at top volume. And uh, there were complaints, but that's what I did in a circle. Our, our time was all over the place. You know, sometimes we we're working at four o'clock in the morning. We'd had our our watches and our phones and things confiscated. Yeah, so you had no concept of time. We had no concept of time, but we were... Um, tricks were played on us to make us more compliant. These tricks are documented. There's a... Um, uh, there's a form of military training which was developed in Britain and in Israel called R21, which is designed to train people to withstand torture. And you're put in stress situations. That means overheated, strange colours around you, Water, uh, noise, <laughs> noise, light all the time. Um, no, 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 no way of telling what time it is. Oh my goodness! It all sounds like the circle, yeah. but it's not just the circle. Big Brother does the same thing. You know, they actually engage designers who who are sort of knowledgeable about strength. Um, and they and they're told, you know, design a room which is going to make somebody nervous, or design a room which is going to make somebody comfortable. In my case, I was perfectly happy, actually. I mean, you know, 
I, I knew there were these zangy paintings on the wall. They'd asked me if I wanted to bring my own pictures. And I said, yes, I will. And I did. And they wouldn't let me put them up. Um, <laughs> but did I mind those zangy pictures? No. I mean, you know, I, I thought oh, it's, it, it, it's all been designed by somebody who was designing camouflage in the First World War. Oh, um, but equally, equally, they could have been designing my socks. Um, <laughs> and I live with this zangy colour day and night. So it, it doesn't matter. It has no effect on me. That became um, but the, little bubble. But <laughs> the other stuff, the other stuff has a big effect on you. Uh, mm. And knowing that someone is controlling your life and you surrender to that. And in the end, you become very compliant. You do whatever they tell you to do. And um, now, how do I know about this? You think, you know, why is he investigating torture technique? And it's because my partner was a torture victim. And I took his case through the European Court of Human Rights. We won. It took 11 years. But it meant I researched the yeah. phenomenon. And, and when I came back into the real world and I was talking to him and he was saying, well, yeah, that, that happened to me. And I was thinking, well, this is right. This is all the things you were describing. And this is why it was so difficult for me to get from you how many days you were in, in a cage um, in, 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 in the open sun. How many days were you there? Because day and night disappear very quickly. They, they go within about a day. Um, and I had to think really hard when I was in the circle about what day it was, and I didn't really know, and I, I miscalculated. By the, time we got, by the time we got to the end, I was surprised we'd got to the end. Um, hmm. I was surprised and sort of relieved, but I was surprised, yeah. So... So the awareness has totally gone out of the window, you know, concept of times. Another concept of thing I'm asking as well now, people see it as this corridor or a left in this case. Was there anyone on your level, do you think? What, what do you mean? You know, in those rooms, was there people on the same level as you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there were, I think there were three of... Uh, certainly two of us on each floor. Hmm. Um, I have no idea. Woody Woody had a very careful plan of everybody and he knew where people were. So did Ella. I had no idea. And I don't think I was really very interested. Um, Because I noticed noticed that in the first season, you know, people were trying to gauge, is that someone above me? Is that someone beside me? You know. It, it, that that would have been a conversation for somebody else. I I just had no interest. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm not terribly good at. I've lived here in, uh, in in rugby for five years now, and I'm still not quite sure which side of rugby I am. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I um, the London side or the Midland side? <laughs> I have no idea. I really have no idea. And I don't drive, so I don't really need to use this idea of sort of. Uh, direction um i'm just not very it, it's not that i'm not very good at it i i can orient it uh, i'm i'm so or, or, orientation is okay i my, my my sense of orientation is is there but i'm just not terribly interested um, yeah and, and i, I sort think of switch that off and i think with my you know mind thinking psychologically i think that was just a way of trying to make people think that as well so that's why i tend to not to think of that yeah 
I was very concerned. I, I was very obedient. I didn't go too near the window. I didn't want to break the game. Um, <laughs> I was very obedient. I was terribly concerned about Bay. And in the end, I had so many, I had so many um, air conditioners. Um, it was like living in a factory. It was so noisy. Um, and they were able to do this wonderful thing with sound, which has been explained to me in the past uh, by sound engineers. Um, you 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 record you you record the um, the place with all with all the sound on, and you take the individual out of that environment, which they did. They took me up to the roof every so often, and uh, and and then you sort of layer that sound onto the onto the sound with me speaking, and it would take all the extraneous some um, heat and noise out. So all, all, all the extraneous some um, uh, air conditioning noise out. So. So you never heard the air conditioners. I did. I, you know, there was a nightmare. I hardly had any sleep. With the but, but that's ordinary life the, anyway. Yeah, with mm. the edit, obviously they made it so clever, but I knew there were certain elements that was hidden, but obviously with the clever editing, you couldn't actually physically show it because it's like shouting over the top, like you said, industrial stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was aware of it, but... I, I, I think in some cases they asked people to switch their air conditioners off but but in most cases in most rooms you only had one air conditioner i had i had about 16 i think by the time i left because, because of bay and yeah. so I, i'm really grateful on many levels that i took bay into the show but uh it disturbed the relationship that i have with my older cat yeah and it sort of really distorted that relationship i have with bay um bay was very comfortable being second cat until I came out of the circle. And, and, and then there was a, a long period where he was fighting for attention. And, uh, and the older cat was just confused. You know, what, what's happened? He's come back. It's, he's mine. Um, why is he giving attention to that brat? Um, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I always think of Bay as being a sort of version of Prince Harry anyway. Um, <laughs> they're both ginger and much loved. Well, well. Um, to they get up, a bad. They get a bad press. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Misconception. Misconception. <laughs> yeah. If you knew them, if you knew them, you'd love them. Yeah, and if you yeah. don't, you don't. <laughs> and if you don't, you should really. Well, everybody, everybody should have a bay in their life. That's what I like as well. And I said that to my wife. You know, I said, it's like a cat, you know, a cat. It's always understanding. And I know my wife's sister, my sister-in-law's got a dog, but they seem to know. But at the same time, cats are more intuitive because cats are more needy than a dog, I think, in my opinion, anyway. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I was brought up with dogs. Dogs are fairly needy, too. They need walking. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have animals, that's your responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even more so than people, but I think you have responsibility to people too. Um, you know, uh, and, 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 and it comes down to, um, to, to the circle as well. If you take somebody and you put them through this experience, they're your responsibility. Uh, you know, uh, a Tim is not just for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. Um, Him for life. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, uh, 
And um, yeah, no, I think um, I think you you either you either have all the professional machinery uh, to make sure that somebody has support, or you take that responsibility. Um, and certainly, the professional machinery is not there, and it's not been there for years. Uh, it, it's an unregulated form of television, and it's heinous. Uh, um, yeah, with huge power, mounting power, because reality te television is forming a major core of our television diet. Yeah. And, and its link with social media is huge as well. You know, what's to become of somebody who does a television show? Well, actually, the answer is very simple. You, 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 um, you do ASOS, uh, you do ASOS uh, adverts on YouTube, uh, on, on Instagram, and you sell bikinis. Or you, um, or, or you market yourself on OnlyFans and you do cheap porn. Well, I, bluntly, I just don't think I would fare very well in either of those capacities. <laughs> so, last of all... Sorry. Do you think... I've not, I've not really allowed you no. to ask any questions at all, have I? I've been such a bad, such a bad no. interviewee. No, I like it because okay. it's been you, and that's why I'm leaving it unedited um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it all the all, all the chaos of Tim yeah go on I'm gonna leave it unedited I'm gonna leave it but going back to this one it's going back to the circle do you think over the last two years it's gonna make it worse this year what do you mean the, the circle yeah do you think the production's got more wiser? Do you think they took note of what's been said to them? Do you think it's going to be... No, I don't think so. I, I, um, I, think, I, I think the production of Series 3 is going to change. I think it's going to be much more aggressive. I think that's the way the production is going. I, I just think that, you know, Tim Harker, who invented the show, um, I knew the house he lived in when he was in Oxford, um, one of my students was there and we and we did an opera together. So I was regularly in and out of his house. But um, I don't remember him and he doesn't remember me. And it's very strange because he was doing classics. He was doing Latin and Greek. So I would have spoken to him because I'm always excited when someone's doing a real subject. <laughs> you know, there's not very many people who do Latin and Greek. Um, though he did try speaking to me in Greek and his Greek wasn't very good. Um, but... Uh, uh, but then he was trying to use a strange sort of Rasmian pronunciation, which I, I rather despise. Um, anyway, the uh, Tim Harkett has, has invented a number of shows. Uh, one of them is The Circle, another one is The Race Around the World. And I think in, in, in their initial concept, they're both charming shows. And what we need is production to do more of this invention of the charming, whimsical shows you, you know, they'll always descend into competitiveness and aggression. That's what, that, that's what the nature of the beast is. Um, but as long as there's people like Tim Harkett out there producing whimsy and charm and friendliness, then I have, then I have hope. Um, and um, we need more of that. We yeah. need more of the whimsy. And we need more programmes on television which tell you that actually uh, money isn't everything. Uh, and that's why I think we need to find different things to um, this sort of jackpot, the jackpot obsession. 
it's it's not the be all and be all and end all. Um, you know the uh, the chase. I still haven't worked out what that's about. Um, but, but people just assume that because I've done this, I would want to do some of these other things. I just have no interest. Um, and uh, and what I have been offered, I haven't been able to do. I haven't been allowed to do. Um, so I've been sort of stuck. Um, uh, yeah, it's it 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 it's it, it's very difficult because people see. I, I thought people saw me, but I but I think they saw a, a very a very um a, a very special edition of me, um, which is fine. You know, they're welcome to that. So um, the me has a lot more layers. I I I think, and I you know I love I love politics. I love um I love art. I love all forms of culture. I love meeting new people. Um, I hate traveling. Uh, I, I, my ideal of travel would be to leap into a TARDIS and open the door at some new place. I just don't like that journey. I, uh, and I only go somewhere, some, somewhere new, so I meet people with a different background. I'm not really interested in the architecture. Though, though you know, you walk around my, you, you walk around my house. I've got pictures of, of of architecture like mad. You know, I sit and draw architecture in different places. Uh, then it becomes interesting to me because it becomes a sort of something I, I want to analyse. But but as such, I mean, you know, um, it's it, it's not it's not top of my list. Top of my list is meeting street children from Napoli or um, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know working out where to buy where to buy cheddar cheese. Um, <laughs> you know, Ohio does very good cheddar cheese, of course, as you know. And Wisconsin does good Wisconsin cheese. is the home of cheddar cheese. Yep, yep, yep. Not not terribly strong in Wisconsin though. No, it's very no. mellow and it's very <laughs> mellow. I think I think we 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 prefer it with a little bit of a kick. Um yeah. yeah. Extra extra mature is the is the real ideal. Um and uh some wonderful stuff in Warwickshire. Mm. Uh, which is why I live in rugby. But I <laughs> when when I go to um I go to Russia, where where, where I teach. Um, uh, you know, I find you know, I had to jam bottles of Ribena and strong cheddar into my into my bag. I remember once once my bag got lost in in customs or whatever it was. About two days later, I went back to get it, and of course, the cheese by that point was really high. <laughs> I could smell it as I walked into the airport. Yeah, that's um, mine. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Um, they weren't very they weren't very impressed actually. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know how I would ever go to Australia uh, or New Zealand, where you're not allowed to, to take these things. Actually, you're not allowed to take them into Europe now. So it, it, it's going to make it's going to make going to Italy very difficult in future. Um, <laughs> but I, and I don't mind local cuisine. I just I just want to know that I can have a nibble of some strong cheddar on strong the way back. Strong cheddar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None, none of this plastic stuff. Um, I mean. In Russian supermarkets, when I run out of my own cheddar, I, I, I do find I have to go and sort of get some of this cheddar. Um, cheddar, that's it. Um, it just looks like a piece of plastic. Horrible, horrible. And then I survive on marzipan. Um, but yeah, you know. Needs must, needs must. But, but I, 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 it's just I have, I have a, visual, a vision of myself that's very different to 
what I, the, I, 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 I think they think, oh yeah, you, you've now got a career in reality TV. Mm. I don't think so. Um, and I, 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 would, I would want to see myself doing theatre again. I, you know, it's some, to be in front of cameras was just wonderful. I felt at home and I thought, wow, this, this could be, this is a life I never thought of. And, mm. and, and yet it's one in a way I've sort of prepared for and I could do that. Um, and I had thought, you know, my life with the performing arts was as a director or designer, but maybe I need to rethink and think, well, actually, I should re-evaluate my life as a performer. Um, and um, I have no problem with directing again, but mm. um, it was great fun performing. It's like I knew a lady, she's sadly not with us anymore, and she was on stage and she's performed on TV. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know, did radio for the community radio station I was working, you know, volunteering for in Cornwall. Oh, and, yes. And in the year before I left England altogether, I was a, as you would call it, producer. But every time I was in her presence, I felt honoured to be with her because of her charisma, because of how she was. Yes. And she said, just be you, and that's what people will like about you. But being you is very difficult. It's something you have and to I learn. Said, and I said to her, because I have done performing arts, so I've done things like that. I said, yes, but how I look at it, can I do it any better than how I would have done it five years ago? Could I have done better than I would have done five minutes ago? And she said, You could do different. Yeah. Um, and... and- yeah. I just felt her words, you know, and she was the last voice I spoke to on the mobile phone before I left England. I, you know, I, I said, it's not goodbye, it's see you soon, because I didn't want to say bye to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, she died last year, but the fact is... I'm so she sorry. Was, yeah, but she was a good friend. Yeah. I didn't see her as a presenter. I didn't see her as an actress. I didn't see her part of equity. I didn't see her. I just saw her as her. But she was charismatic. Yeah. Hmm. And she loved the theatre. She loved the musicals. She yeah. was a person. She rebelled against certain things that were said to her. But for example, when she used to do a show on a Friday, it had to be set music. And she said, why do I have to play set music when I've got my own music? Oh, yes. And, and I'm thinking, well, it's the rule that has been set by management. And she said, I don't want that. I said, yeah, but it's what you've got to do. Mm-hmm. But she always came in every Friday. She had a memory stick full of music, of musicals or whatever she liked. And she said, I am playing music that they want. And I said, not the style they want. <laughs> so she had to put... Oh, the, that's tough. That's tough for her. So... And this is what really, in a sense, I think damaged her in this way, and I'm saying that in the nicest way. They asked her to move to a Sunday. And they said, you've got Sunday. You've got two, three hours on a Sunday. You can be free to do what you want. You can play whatever you want. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm, that's why I helped her in the final year before I left. Because and was she, had, she ha- was she happy doing that? As long as I was helping her, yes. Yeah. You see, you can't be... You can't be the best you can be without support. Mm. And, and I was very much aware in the circle of the multitude of support that was behind me. Um, 
And why would you why would you question that? This is this is the point. Why would you question that? the people who did question the support, the people who tried to go against the sort of the position that was, I think was defined for them had a tough time. Yeah, they really had a tough time, I and they got. Yeah, and they got very little airtime as well because they weren't doing what what they wanted. Now, I think when I when I was cast, I think, uh, or my partner tells me that I was the John Sergeant of the circle. Um, <laughs> I was the old fart who people would like, who would go out fairly soon. Um, and I think once they got me into the flat, they realised I had potential, and I would throw myself into anything. You know, I was sort of Larry Grayson of the circle. Um, and it would all it would always go slightly wrong, or it would always be slightly entertaining. And Tim Harker got hold of this alpine horn, and I, I remember him saying to me um, after he said he, he thought that was the best four thousand pounds he'd ever spent on a prop, um, and uh, and it came with its manage with its manager. I mean, you know, it, it came with somebody who 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 monitored it all, at all times. But they mm. left it in my flat overnight, and I blew it again in the morning. Um, and it was great fun. I, I was really proud to have got a note out of it. <laughs> um, it, it was a note that sounded very much like sort of disturbing flatulence, but, um, uh, you, you know, IBS sponsored by the circle. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know. Uh, well, one of my highlights, and I'll save my story as well, because I don't mind sharing my story. I was doing an outside phone call into the studio when the Queen Queen and the Prince Philip came to Cornwall no yes and and they and they went to the studio no they didn't go to the studio but I managed to get you I saw the train come in because obviously Penzance is the last train station in the UK yes 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 and I was with this presenter at the time and he was 16 I think 16 17 I was like 24 25 and you were able to do the phone call and say she's now getting out of the out of the train the royal train yes the royal train the royal train no 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 how wonderful yes. and, and I and did I you manage to get the color of her dress it was green yeah you did you did you did emerald green or, or yes. lime green yeah it was emerald green <laughs> Did you did you get notes about her dress before you before you started or no no oh I, my god that's good of you we that's didn't good we didn't we didn't even know she was coming to Penzance you know or even the Isles of City that day we just heard about it. as soon as we got into the office did you know the Queen's in Penzance in the next ten minutes go uh, off yeah right so it, it, it's I, always it's always exciting when she appears somewhere I mean I, I remember once twice when she turned up in Oxford and it, it never ceases to be uplifting. Hmm. So, um, I this is this story, and then I'll tell you another story about it. I look forward to it. The f- fact was, this 17 year old was next to me. He was like, We're not going to see the Queen, are we? I said, Yes, we are. Follow me. He, so, he, he was he was not my junior, he's there before me at that radio, so I was still fairly new, but yes. he was like few months of pants than I was but I said follow me so he followed me and I said right what's what I'm going to do and I spoke to I think it was the BBC I said look I haven't got ID but we are from such and such radio station can you let us in uh, yeah come on so they got us in the press enclosure which no. was and no ID we're still an online based radio station not FM or AM or anything just online 
and I was on the phone and I was like, the Queen's coming off the train now. Here is, and I passed on to the other person. So he had a turn. So I was doing that sort of way of where it was. So good, both. so good, so good. And then, yeah, and, and then yeah. the most, most memorable moment of this, when the Queen was coming by me, I said, the Queen is within sneezing distance of me. <laughs> and I'm like, when I was told afterwards, I'm like, oh my. <laughs> Still very good. It's a nice line. You should be really proud of it. Yes. I um, she's quite small, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah. But that's not the first time I met the Queen. Really? The first time I met her was when I was 15. Yes. And I was invited to a Queen's reception when I was 15 yeah. at school. I was not allowed to tell anyone, like, no one was to tell anything about the circle. Yes, yes, I, yes. I was told, right, get your best clothes, you're going to London, that's all we can tell you for the moment. But don't tell anyone you're going to London. Okay. Yeah. So you went, no. on, you went by train? So I went by train with the person. Gosh. So I went with whoever it was, my teacher, I think it was. Yes. And they still didn't tell me. They said, right, you're on the train now, just before we get to London, make sure you get dressed. Well, I said, okay. Still thought nothing of it. Got to Paddington. Yeah. Nothing of it. Right, we're going to go in this black taxi. I said, okay. So we got in the black taxi, in the black cab. Yeah, absolutely. And we and we went a short distance. We didn't get far. And they said, right, we're now going to transfer to this car. Still no markings or anything. So I was unaware of what was going on. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking oh, what are we doing in London? I'm dressed up like this. I got in the car. Then the next thing we was going along the Mark 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 Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, why are we going up to the gates and the gates are opening for No. Yeah, and I said that out. So she shook hands with you. She shook hands with you. So I got in through the palace. I was got out of the car. You know the side door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And they said, said, "Right, come through here. Your teacher will be here as well." Right, do this, do this, do that, but don't tell her this, don't do that, do the, you know, the protocol where you don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she asks you a question, you will answer this and you answer that. And I said, who am I going to talk to? <laughs> no, I still wonder why I said, because I was thinking, what am I on about? I was thinking, clicking on it, it was the Queen. And they opened the door and then there was this, like, meal, and I was with the Queen and having a meal and talking to her and... How brilliant is that? But I was told not to say what I saw in front, you know, in the room. I was told, you know, the Queen... But you, 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 were, you were in that room with the, with the secret panel, where she comes out of the secret panel of the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, how brilliant. So how brilliant. So the point was, and even after I met her, I was told, right, David, you're going back now. We're not telling anyone about it until such day because it's like a, and I knew the word embargo at the time. Yep. The yeah, yeah. Word. And I'm thinking, you re embargoed. And if you get told that you tell anyone, we will just dis- own the subject. It won't be announced, you know, you will just have it in your memories. Yes. So I could keep quiet. And then the Queen came out, she said, How do you do? What's your name? And I said, yes, mum, my name's where, where are you from? Yeah, where are you from? And I said... <laughs> oh, how lovely. And I said, Cornwall. Oh, I know Cornwall. 
And she said, oh, come well. <laughs> yes, very nice, very nice. And You've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the fact that I was in a prison and I wasn't tall myself at the time. Yeah. And she was the same height as me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was thinking, is that the queen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, my wife, we... my wife hmm? awake now. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Am I, am I going to say hello? Um, we, prob- yeah. we, probably, we probably actually need to stop, I'm afraid, unfortunately. Yes, I'm just juggling things here. <laughs> there we are, but, there we are. But, so, the fact is, the Queen, I still can believe it to that day, I was like, the Queen, the Queen, the Queen. And the only reason I met her is because Prince Charles started the charity The Princess Trust that year. Absolutely. So... Yes, and so and so you were a recipient of one of the princes' trust. Yeah. Um, things. Yeah. Very. Because I got I got the silver award. And Did you was, really? Yeah. And I was only fifteen. How brilliant! How brilliant! What did you do for it? Um, I did loads of key skill work. You know, like working with others. I had yeah. to do like thirty different challenges in a space of two years. Yeah. And and it had to be varying hours. It couldn't be just four hours or 30 hours in one go. It had to be four hours on one thing, two hours on another, one hour on another thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, How wonderful. I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. And, um, my, and another fact, my late nan used mm-hmm. to have her mum, which is my great nan, she used to have tea with the cream mum. Really? Oh my goodness! Sorry. How did she manage that? She knew people in the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that would that 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 would have been that would have been um, quite a quite a thing. Yes. Yeah, we, but we 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 we're going to stop any second. So um, so but so, then, so there we are. Last summary: If anyone was to follow your journey, would you recommend it or not? Uh, on the circle. Um, no, any well. Oh, any part of my life? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, just keep, just keep plodding on, um, and, and uh, my you know, don't take no, don't take no for an answer. Unless it's reality TV. <laughs> hmm? Oh no, even reality TV. You know, um, if opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, so if opportunity comes knocking, you take it. Um, uh, and and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good, but 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 the thing is, you're never going to get anything good unless you are prepared to accept some things which are perhaps not that desirable. But um, you know, uh, it's just um, you never know what is um, what is what is around the corner. Um, some people call it fate. Some people, I, I would call it providence. You know that, that you got uh, there is opportunity, and and in the end. It sort of works out okay, but sometimes it's a bit dodgy on the way. And now this is me going formal because I like to say it formally. Professor Tim Wilson, thank you for being part of the journey. Thank you very much for for for, for taking me along with you for a short way. So and thank you. And I'll make sure you get the links and you can share it if you want with your channels and now where do you, where do you where do you put this? Well, this will be YouTube, the official oh, right, okay. official. And the podcast will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
All right, yeah. I've not, I've still not quite I've still not got quite got my head around podcasting. Every so often I think I should try it, uh, but well, I do a lot of podcasts well, with other people. Well, you do the official podcast, which is good. That's my opinion. You don't have to be behind a mic, talking into a mic where no one can see you. Being in front of a camera is what I think key to do. Good, 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 good. And how long, how long have you been doing this? Well, I've started doing the podcasting in the last year, but I've progressively got better and better. Good, over, good, the good, last, good. over the last few months. And, and, and do you think, I, I now remember we're supposed to talk about a journey. I don't think I've really talked very much about a journey, but do you no, think? No, your, your journey's as it all is. Right. Okay. And as, and okay. Because we, we didn't talk about the other things like being a monk and all this sort of uh, being a goat herder, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's an opportunity to come back at a later time. Time. So if you yeah. if you if you want me back, give me a give me a call. We'll we'll we'll, we'll yes. do the thing the, the bits we missed out completely. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, well, and I'm sure we can find something else to talk about. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. And I'll tell you about going down to Cornwall. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Have fun. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Be part of the journey by sharing your journey. Email wisewords1983 at outlook.com. Until next time, bye-bye from me and David. Do you want to say bye? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Now, if you'd like to be inspired further by quotes, by blogs, by videos, there is a Facebook page, I believe, that they can go and like. Isn't there, Marcus? Hashtag share a wise word or two. Follow us on Facebook. www.facebook.com slash share a wise word or two. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.